0: Hey there. Welcome to the Healthy Vibes Podcast. I'm Kelly Renato, and I'm so excited you're joining us today. We have a special guest today. Her name is Dr. Michelle Young. She's a licensed naturopathic doctor and owner of Young Medicine. She's a rising leader in natural pediatric healthcare dedicated to educating, empowering, and building the foundations of health for children thereby leading to thriving adults. Young Medicine offers one-on-one care, a group program called Healthy Families Collective, and online educational courses. The courses focus on using homeopathy safely and effectively with children, optimizing gut health, supporting detoxification, and using natural remedies for acute coughs and colds. Today we discuss so many things, so please stay tuned, join in, and um, enjoy the podcast. Okay, Dr. Michelle, thank you so much for being with us here today on the podcast. I, I really, really appreciate you giving us some of your um, very valuable time.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here today with you.
0: You have so much it seems going on. Um, first of all, and I'm and I'm going to have you maybe give us a, a better summary of just you know of what you do, but. Um, And then just tell me how long you've been doing it. Because when I found you, I don't know, it probably just seems new to me, but how long you've been doing what you're doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am a naturopathic doctor. I'm licensed here in the state of California. Um, So what that means is I really take a root, root cause approach. Um, I have a holistic pediatric practice in Encinitas in California. And so I primarily serve uh, the pediatric population, but really for me, it's a full family deal. Um, And so what that looks like is we are really looking at root causes of symptoms and conditions that the children um, come in to see me for. Um, But on top of that, I do a lot of preventative medicine. And I think this is really where uh, uh, I feel fired up about, especially lately, um, I feel like really my greatest calling is to focus on the future generation and or the future generations of our children and preventing future disease and teaching families how to really support their children so that we can try to prevent some of the chronic illnesses that we are seeing and that I am seeing in my office. So my practice is Young Medicine uh, is the practice name. Um, I see anyone from newborns through somewhere like 24 to 25 years of age. I see some adults, but it's primarily children. Um, I have been open for three years coming in September, which is absolutely crazy. I opened during the pandemic um, and it has flown. <laughs> Whoa, it has flown and I was busy from the get go. So a huge blessing um, and shows that there's a huge need, right? For a different approach to medicine um, here Absolutely. and elsewhere.
0: Absolutely. Cause you do it. Let me clarify. You're in California, but you do this virtually as well.
1: Correct, yes. So I am licensed in the state of California, so I can only diagnose and treat here in the state of California. However, I do offer consults, um, meaning, you know, a family that maybe has gone down all the paths that they have been given for, say, a diagnosis of eczema, and they are at the end of the road and they don't know what is possible. What's next. Right. And so, um, they can come to see me and we talk about right in my office, what would we do? What labs would we do? What, uh, supplements would we maybe look at what are possible root causes and what can you then take to your local provider? Um, so I offer that
0: virtually as well. So I love that because even though you say you can't diagnose or treat, if someone is in another state and they're exactly what you just said, they could call you for a consult for a more natural alternative route to try because that's not really diagnosing or treating, right? That's, Um, exactly. Yep.
1: So I'm not taking any sort of, um, full on medical history. I'm not doing any labs. Um, and it's really more educational and families get a lot out of these consults because they are searching for answers, right? Every parent wants the best for their child and they will go to the ends of the earth for their child to be healthy and well and fully functioning. And so we work together, we partner together and I help, give them language um, to be able to go back to their own providers or even find a different provider in some cases uh, that is willing to also partner with them, right? And th- this is how I look at my relationship with with parents and my patients within my practice. I am not above them. They know best. They are giving me the information. And I'm just figuring out, I'm doing the detective work behind the scenes, but I truly believe that, the parents know what is actually going on and they know best, right? They're with their child 24-7. I'm not. I only see them either virtually or in person for a short snapshot. Um, and so we we are very, um, we are connected, right? Me and the parents, we, we have to form a bond so that they can feel safe to tell me all the information. And so then I have enough information (laughs) to figure out what's going on, right? Right. Because it's not oftentimes um, as black and white as say the allopathic world makes uh, specific conditions and even health seem, right? It is complex. We are complex beings.
0: Right. I couldn't agree more. And there's such a need for for what you're doing, and and just to clarify, because you said you're a naturopathic doctor, um, and it's a holistic pediatric practice, right? Is that that's what I think you said? Cause Correct. Those, those words, because I've I've been on the hunt for my own like alternative, you know, yeah, person to see, um, which I have found um, more pediatric in my area, and then I found you online, but. Um, there's so many different words they do use out there functional, alternative, holistic, naturopathic. Is that is are they yeah. all kind of similar in the same
1: Yes and no. Um, what it all kind of, I would say holistic and alternative is more of like an umbrella term. Um, and then there are specific distinctions. So say a functional doctor is going to be different than a naturopathic doctor and a, say, homeopathic doctor. Okay. So I'll kind of break them apart because it's a it's confusing for the general public. Um, it even can be confusing sometimes for us as providers to determine right. what camp you fall in. Um, so myself as a naturopathic doctor, what that means is I went to a four year accredited naturopathic medical school. So it is, uh, very similar to an allopathic, uh, schooling. So we did four years of undergrad, four years of medical school in, uh, as well as, um, a couple thousand hours of patient care, um, and then we have board or uh, licensing exams, what we call NPLEX one and NPLEX two, um, and then we are able to apply for our license if we meet all of those criteria. We graduate, we uh, then um, can take our NPLEX. Uh, tests, and then we can apply for our license. In terms of functional medicine, this is traditionally, so where that term came from is the Institute for Functional Medicine. And this is a very large organization that uh, primarily teaches naturopathic principles to allopathic or traditionally trained doctors. So these are MDs, DOs, sometimes chiropractors that are, uh, feel, Sometimes unfit, right, to treat in today's world and are looking for a different approach. And so then they go and take the IFM, what they consider modules. Um, So they have an endocrine module, they have a cardiometabolic module, and uh, you have to then pass these tests um, that are very intense to then get the certificate to consider yourself an IFM or a functional medicine doctor, okay? But they are different. I will say a a lot of – there are a lot of great functional medicine doctors – And there are some what we would consider green allopathic doctors, meaning they're kind of doing similar things to what um, traditionally trained doctors do, right? You come in, you have a bunch of symptoms, they give you a medication to suppress those symptoms, and then you leave. A green allopathic doctor or some, some would say like green functional medicine doctor You come in, they maybe take a a more in-depth history, and they're going to give you supplements that kind of do the same thing versus looking at truly root cause and Mm -hmm. not just covering up symptoms, right? Sometimes symptom alleviation is very important. But for me, I'm looking at long-term health and wellness, right? I don't Mm -hmm. want symptoms to just be gone. I want my kids to thrive. Um, And so I don't just use symptoms. supplements to cover up symptoms. I'm using them therapeutically, absolutely, but not to just cover up symptoms. And then there's homeopathic doctors. Homeopathic doctors are um, in in the U.S., they're not traditionally actually doctors. They don't go through any sort of four-year medical school program, um, but they primarily use the uh, the modality of homeopathy, which is one modality that I use in my practice um, in that they use primarily to treat conditions or symptoms. Um, so they are different. And I think it's really important, and I, I encourage especially a lot of my consult um, clients to make sure that you are asking, right? What is your training? Mm-hmm. Where did you go to medical school? Where is your license held? You can look up their NPI numbers. Anybody who has a, um, actual medical degree will have an NPI number. And this is all, um, online for the public. Um, and I think this is really important. This isn't, um, to disclude people that are not, um uh, medically, they, they don't have a doctorate, but if you're paying someone and you're trusting someone that they are a doctor, I think it's really important that you know and trust that they are actually what they say they are, because there are, um, some, some situations that can get a little tricky. Does that
0: make sense? Absolutely. It does. And, and I, I never really knew all that the deep, you know, when I've, when I've looked, I never understood completely the difference and I feel that a lot of it, and I'm in, you know, the health and wellness world, and I feel like all of this intrigues me so much. So I'm constantly digging deeper to learn more and learn more. But I, I feel like after this last few years, like you said, and then just me digging even deeper after the last few years, I would guess a huge part of your practice is education, like teaching and Absolutely. And, and getting people to open their mind and and, and possibly um, unlearn things that they've learned because that's what I feel like I'm finding is is there's such a like I taught my kids, I feel like over the last few years like think for yourself. like don't mm-hmm. just you know we go to the doctor, which we always I think I was raised to do. like we, we grew up, you get sick, you go to the doctor they give you you know and you go home. yeah and no one ever thinks about like what you just said, treating the symptom or treating the root cause and I finally like over the years, I understand it so much more, but now that I do, I see that so many people, it's their mindset to change it. So I'm guessing yeah. which your, your website shows that, but the educational side of getting people and obviously if they're coming to you, but I just want more people to learn that.
1: Definitely. So one of our tenants as naturopathic doctors is docere or doctor as teacher. And I take that very seriously um, as I really want to empower and educate my Mm -hmm. patients. I always tell my patients that if you keep coming back to me time after time after time, I'm doing something wrong it's not you, it's me. I'm not teaching you and giving you the tools. Obviously they're coming to me for, um, specific reasons to treat specific things. But if you're coming to me for basic things that you should be able to do at home, I'm doing something wrong. I'm not teaching you properly. And so we spend a a significant amount of time in my practice and during, um, appointments and consults and away from appointments as well. I have a blog and things that I'm constantly trying to put out um, information to really empower parents because I think it's so, so important. Um I also think one thing that I didn't mention that I think really distinguishes us as naturopathic doctors is that we truly believe that the body is able to heal itself when given the proper environment. Mm-hmm. So we are not doctors; are not healers, right? Right. The body has the ability to heal when given the proper environment. So I I think that sig- really distinguishes us from specifically the traditional model, right? Where um, pharmaceuticals and surgery and doctors know best, right? Mm-hmm. But when I look at my my patients, I think, what is their body trying to tell me? And how can I honor that and encourage and push and energetically move it towards a place of healing?
0: That's so powerful because I still remember sitting back in my graduate degree in like physiology and all of those classes. And I never went on to any of what you've done, <laughs> but I still remember just being so amazed by our body, Definitely. so amazed. And I and I do feel that people don't believe that. And I love that people yeah. are going, and it, I do think it's getting bigger which, um, and I love that you have like your website has so much good information. And I just think anyone, even without becoming an actual one-on-one patient could learn so much from, you know, I'm going just because you just brought it up, but your blog. Um, and I feel like I, I've been on a lot, a lot of your articles, but I will go back just because, um, you really are learning from it, but not even just that you have the, um, The Healthy Families Collective, which I think I I saw that you're, um, it's booked the one that's going to start, but I would love for you to tell us a little more about that and um, maybe when your next one would be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Healthy Families Collective is my live group virtual program that I run for families, health conscious families, families that are kind of dabbling their toes in the more natural world, Um, and it really started. Like I said, I have become, I would say, extra fired up about teaching and empowering uh, families to raise healthy kids um, so that our next generation, next generations are way more healthy than us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The statistics for our children are terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see it in my practice every day. Um, Type 2 diabetes earlier eczema, out of control. So many of my children have allergies, asthma, the atopic triad. Then you add in neurodevelopmental conditions. Um, There is a lot um, that our children are having to deal with that we did not back in the day. Um, And so I it became kind of my passion project during COVID uh, was building out this group program. So what it is, is we meet every other week um, over Zoom and anybody can take this. We have international people that have taken it. We have people from all over the United States um, who register for it and we meet every other week and we go through a foundation of health. So what the foundations of health are, we're essentially kind of optimizing the soil, right? That our roots and the plants are going to grow and our children are going to be raised upon. Okay. So we go through things like nutrition, sleep, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, movement and play, ideally outside, but how can we foster, um, a healthy body image and a love for movement, Um, We're optimizing gut health. We're talking about detox and living a a lifestyle where we're reducing toxic burden, right, in a non-stressful way. And then we talk about connection and we build community in this um, group program. I think that is one of the most fun and encouraging parts of Healthy Families Collective is seeing the moms, seeing the dads, the partners, um, learn from one another, right? I'm not a mom yet. So I do not have all the lived experience. I am a doctor and I know a lot about kids and families, but I don't know everything. And so it's super fun to bring these families together and have them learn from one another and see the light bulbs go off, right? And see them make changes at home. What I always tell families is small intentional changes make a huge difference in the long haul, right? Nice. That one degree of difference every day is going to take us to a totally different continent right. <laughs> in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not looking for radical changes. Well, I give them a lot of things to think about and chew on over you know, the couple months, but I'm looking for small intentional changes. And so, um, like you said, we are, uh, sold out. We're running three groups. Um, this current season, we have a mom's group. We have a partner's group where partners gets, get to take the group together. And then we have a, a mom's group, uh, for moms that live in Saudi Arabia, which is super exciting to bring, um, this group really to an international level and, um, get out this information that really everybody deserves. Right. I always tell families that take this is, Don't keep this knowledge to yourself. Go tell your moms, go tell your sisters, your nieces, your nephews, your community to have that ripple effect, right? So that we, again, are teaching and empowering at a much larger scale so that our future generations are healthier. Absolutely. Um, So that's a little bit about HFC, and
0: I absolutely love it. That's really exciting. I love the entire concept of it. And, um, So how did you get the one in Saudi. That's like, that's so neat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I have a client that I've worked with for about three years who lives there. Um, and she's phenomenal. And she, she told me, she was like, man, all of my, all of my sisters, my cousins, my friends, they all just keep asking me all these questions that they would just know if they took your group program because she previously took my group program. And so she has kind of set it up. She, um, I I had to set it up on my end, but she really took the reins and she fil- she filled our group um, with her community um, because she saw the need there. There's very very little um, education and awareness around holistic medicine, mm-hmm. um, so it's incredibly exciting to have this, um, be more large scale. Um, you asked when I plan on offering it again, I usually launch another group in, um, January at the beginning of the year. Um, so that's likely when I will be launching again. Um, if not probably March, April of next year.
0: Wow. That's very exciting. And it, and it sounded like when you went through that, that is your, um, seven foundations of health. That you talk about on your um, blog, am I correct?
1: Exactly, yes. Which
0: is also, um, I love I love all of that. That's so important.
1: It's Mm -hmm. so important, right? Because a a lot of families will ask me, you know, like, what makes the biggest difference, right? Because when you look at, I mean, if anybody who's listening is on, say, social media, it is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It is really overwhelming, right? Is sauna best? Do we. Do we do ice baths? Do our children need to be eating seaweed? Like there's so much out there. And what I try to remind families and really remind myself as well is, how can we get back to the basics? What did our great, great grandparents do? And I always think about that. What are tribes doing that don't have the industrialization that we have here in the United States? What are they doing? And their health statistics are way better than ours here in the US. So what are they doing? How can we model that a little bit? And so for me, that looks like coming back to really the basics, right? Nutrition, sleep, our mental, emotional, spiritual health, having hope, having gratitude, Mm -hmm. um, movement, right? Again, gut health. For us, gut health is incredibly important and, um, more challenging than ever, especially, you know, then you add in the toxic bucket and detoxification is also very challenging these days. Um, and then building community is, is really important and also can be very challenging for families.
0: It really is these days as a mom of teenagers, it's, um, it, you really have to be intentional and really parent, like, and even when they were little, with like you said, everything in the world. And it's, it's very overwhelming, but I do feel like that a lot of what you said, just, I feel like you almost have to turn off a lot of like what is in the world and, and, and and kind of, um, you know, stay in your bubble a little bit and focus on your family unless we, and yes, we still get out and we, but I feel like we're all, everyone's just stuck on being pulled and distracted by so many things. And it, and it's really very simple. I feel like going back to those simple things that you do yeah. day to day with with your family and um, slowing down. Like I think we're on a, a fast paced <laughs> train yes. out there, right? And um, so I love those topics in the foundations of health. I think those are so important. Just being outside. A lot of my um, clients and people I talk to and friends, I'm like, it's most people are just not doing those simple things, <laughs> like just yeah really simple. And when you go to that, which I, I wanted to ask you about, um, gut health and detoxification, which is, um, is so big and a lot of people talk about it. Um, and I know it, there's a lot is, is there, um, even just if, if, cause I know that on your blog, there's a few, um, articles that I read too. Are there just, if when you start with the gut health, is there a mm-hmm. few things that you tell people to focus on or or maybe stay away from just to start (laughs) improving? Definitely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it looks like starting with whole foods, right? Mm -hmm. What are we eating? What are we putting in our mouth? Um, can we, uh, by as much organic as possible, right? We know that glyphosate kills a lot of our gut bacteria within our microbiome. Um, And the microbiome is incredibly important for mood, mental health, detox, skin health, um, you name it, it is connected to gut health. And so for me, that looks like, can we prioritize good um, whole foods that come from the earth? Um, and then I think about fiber. So fiber helps uh, create what's called short chain fatty acids. So when we eat things like, um, rice, beans, legumes, we start that digestion in the mouth. It then goes down into our digestive system and that fiber gets then fermented by our gut into what we call short-chain fatty acids. And short-chain fatty acids are the fuel or the, the food for our what we call enterocytes or the cells that line our digestive tract. And these need to be really, really strong and healthy to have a healthy microbiome and gut health. And so fiber, fiber is incredibly important. And kids these days are eating very low amounts of fiber. And so I talk a lot about fiber in my practice, and it's super simple. Can we start with a, a small amount of some sort of beans, hummus, um, adding in more vegetables? Um, for me, a lot of the kiddos, the most amount of fiber that they're getting is fruit, and fruit is great, but too much fruit is also not great. Um, so, really encouraging the other forms of fiber as well, right? Vegetables, beans, legumes, um, reheated rice is another good one. Um, so I think about fiber. The other thing I think about is adding in some sort of fermented food, right? So you're probably hearing this is all all food based, right? Mm-hmm. So this isn't supplements. We don't we don't need to add supplements necessarily to have a good. Microbiome. I'm a a much bigger proponent for fermented foods in our diet versus daily probiotic. What the literature shows is that the diversity, meaning how many different types of microbes are found, is actually higher in fermented foods than they are in, say, probiotics. Do I use probiotics in my office? Yes, absolutely, especially therapeutically, but it's usually for a short period of time while we're doing some sort of gut healing. And then we transition to fermented foods. So things like sauerkraut, kimchi, kefir, uh, pickles, other sort of um, fermented vegetables, miso, a good kind of segue if if a, if a child has never had a fermented food, usually what I recommend is putting a small amount of sauerkraut brine in something that they already like. So say smoothie, you can just put a small spoonful of that brine into the smoothie and literally blend it up. They'll never know it's there. One, they're gonna get in those microbes. And two, it's going to start shifting their palate. So our taste buds are, are very changeable. But if, our ki- if a kid has never had something that tastes like, say, sauerkraut or kimchi, right? They're very okay. strong, very acidic, kind of sour, some, somewhat bitter, depending on what you're buying. Um, if they've never had that f- type of taste... They're not going to like it, (laughs)
0: right? Okay,
1: and so we have to we have to acknowledge that it's going to take some time for them to like it. I will also say some kids love it from the get go. Um, I have kids that chug kefir, that eat um, sauerkraut by the spoonful. And those are my people. (laughs) Those are the kiddos. Those are the kiddos that um, usually have started really early in my practice and now they're thriving. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are some things that I would start with. And then limiting over-the-counter medications is another really big one. So things like Tums and other types of antacids, Tylenol, um, ibuprofen, these medications all affect the gut to a certain extent. Um, specifically, Tylenol. Tylenol is really hard on the digestive system. Tums are definitely hard on the digestive system. And so, um, there is a time and a place for these things. But trying to not overuse them, right? If you're using them a lot, thinking, why are we using them a lot? Why, uh, you know, why do we need to use them? Maybe we should look into that a little bit more. And then, and then also on the flip side, in the meantime, can we find a natural alternative? Um, those are some of my, the top things that come to mind for starting to support gut health and, and you're, the people listening might already be doing a lot of these things,
0: right? Those are still great tips, great, simple things that you can add or change.
1: Mm -hmm. And I feel
0: like that's where you start. I always say that I learn in layers, like I can change one thing at a time or learn something new at a time. If you try to do all of it, I'm just, you know, just start one new thing every week or, you know, and, and then little by little, it helps. Absolutely. I I always tell my
1: families, let's start by habit stacking. Meaning, if you wake up in the morning and you want to um, start tongue scraping, you already brush your teeth in the morning. So, right after you brush your teeth in the morning, I want you to tongue scrape. That is going to be the order. Every time you brush your teeth, you then tongue scrape. And then, if you want to start flossing, then you can add the flossing after you you know, establish the habit of tongue scraping. And this really, really helps families because oftentimes they're not thinking about these changes on the day to day because they're so busy. Absolutely. Right? And so it's like every time I have, I don't know, carrots, let's add sauerkraut with the carrots. Mm-hmm. So it just comes, it becomes second nature,
0: and and the thing is, I just feel like a lot of the things that you're talking about and learning the basics and the foundations of it end up helping the parents with <laughs> things they're not even, they're not even putting the two together. Like when you're yes. thinking of kids with moods, attitudes, like sleep problem, you know, whatever it is, a lot of times these are the things that help those eventually in time, right? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. It's so funny because we oftentimes will do the we in Healthy Families Collective, the the first module is nutrition. And it's so funny in like three modules after that, a lot of parents will say, Wow, my child is sleeping better based off of the things that we changed in the nutrition right. module right? Like, can we get in more healthy fats? Can we have a nighttime snack, especially for the younger kiddos to help stabilize that blood sugar overnight? And so it's all so interconnected. And I oftentimes find that the parents- Also, make these changes for themselves and they begin then seeing the change, which is so, so fun, right? Because we go in with the intention of supporting our children and doing everything for our children, right? But oftentimes the parents will sacrifice their own health to do that for their child. But in this program, they oftentimes will sign up for their child or for their children. But then at the end, they say, oh, my gosh, I lost a couple pounds. I have less brain fog. I'm sleeping better, right? That's
0: wonderful, Just yeah.
1: so, so, so cool um, that it is
0: really a full family thing. So the other – so kind of along the same line, but the toxicity, because that's also, I think, such an overwhelming thing to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, same kind of thing. What, what are just some very simple, basic things? easier ways maybe that they could start to eliminate some obvious things where you don't even think.
1: (laughs) Definitely, definitely. The reality is is our children live in a very toxic world mm-hmm. compared to what we lived in, you know, even 50 years ago, 100 years ago. And so for me when I say detox or detoxification, I'm thinking lifestyle versus putting somebody on say a detox protocol, right. okay? So some things that I always think about are can we optimize air, water, what we're cooking with and environment within our home, okay? So I'll start with air. Um, our air, what, what the literature shows is that our indoor air is oftentimes worse than our outdoor air, oh, okay? Yes. Um, which is scary but we'll talk about how we can really improve that. One is taking off our shoes. I'm a really big proponent of having a no shoe inside the house policy. Um, and so no shoes in the house, (laughs) non-negotiable, it can take some work, um, and some practice and some time to get in, in the habit of it. Absolutely. But once you do it, you will notice a difference in the, State of your health or state of your house, excuse me, and the state of like your floors specifically. Okay. I'm also a really big proponent for having at least one HEPA air filter in your house. Um, this is really especially important if you live in an area where there are things like water, or, um, wild fa- fi- wildfires, wow, tongue twister, wildfires, <laughs> um, or some other source of. Um, pollution in the air. Okay. My favorite is uh, Air Doctor. I do have a discount code um, on my website as well as on my Instagram to make it as accessible as possible. But really one uh, good air filter will do uh, a really world of difference for your indoor air quality. And then taking off the shoes can also help. Okay. Next good. is water, right? So again, the reality is, is our water is contaminated. We put chlorine, we have um, traces of medications in our tap water. We have fluoride, which is a known neurotoxin. And so for me, a water filter is non-negotiable. Okay. So what type of water filter you're going to um, want to get for your home is really going to depend on where you live and the quality of your water. So you can test your water pretty easily, um, by a company called tap score. Um, and so I will recommend that for families that don't live here in California, here in California, have a much better idea of what's in our water and being able to then explain what type of water filter I recommend. Um, a good kind of, uh, umbrella kind of really, really good water filter that you can get is something called AquaTrue. It's a reverse osmosis water filter. You can either get an under the sink one so that it changes you know, everything that goes out of that sink, or you can have like a, a counter one. The thing with reverse osmosis is it does also pull the minerals. Um, and so you do have to then replace the minerals. I usually recommend the concentration. Uh, trace minerals uh, to then replace those minerals that are stripped from the reverse osmosis, but getting some sort of water filter. Okay. Third is what we're cooking with. Okay. Um, I don't know about you, but I grew up cooking on nonstick <laughs> and I was just, I was ju- even just you know, six or seven years ago was using nonstick pans. And so no shame if um, anybody listening is using nonstick um, Teflon pans. But what we know is that the coating on these pans are extremely inflammatory for the body. We know that they are neurotoxic. meaning they cause inflammation of the brain, they affect our gut microbiome, they're correlated with a lot of chronic illnesses. And so for me, that's like a non-negotiable is can we swap one pan, right? Whatever your top pan that you use, most of us aren't using like 10 different pans. So start with just one. Can we swap to either a cast iron or can we swap to a stainless steel pan, so that's what I usually recommend. Is like don't don't change everything all at once. That's very expensive. Right. Can we swap one? I will also say that if you're a thrifter, I love thrifting. My husband and I have found more high-quality stainless steel pans as well as good quality cast iron pans at thrift stores for mere pennies that wow. you can buy them online. And so you can do this fairly cheaply, right? Like go go to your local thrift store and see what they have. You may have to like rehab it a bit. It might not be the prettiest pan ever, right. but it does the trick, right? A, a good stainless steel pan um, as well as a good cast iron pan that are treated well and handled properly will last a lifetime. So for me, it's a really great investment. Great tip. And the last thing for the kitchen and kind of like what we're using in the kitchen is uh, swapping from plastic containers to glass containers. Um, Again, when we think about plastic, um, they, we know that the BPA as well as the kind of BPA alternatives that we're once told were better than BPA, um, Are we're now finding are not so much better. Um, and so I usually will recommend swapping over to a uh, glass container to then just lower the amount of plastic that we're using um, and consuming because the reality is, is if we're putting warm, say, leftover stew or leftover vegetables into a plastic container, that heat is... Um, melting to a certain extent that plastic. And then those microplastics are then being transferred into our food. And then that next time we heat up that food, we are then eating those microplastics. And those microplastics, what we know, they don't really leave the body. They end up in our fat stores primarily, and they can contribute to things like obesity and hyperthyroidism, hypothyroidism, cancer. Um, And so we can fairly inexpensively switch over to glass Tupperware these days. And I'm okay with the, the uh, glass Tupperware that have the plastic tops. I usually just say, leave it out on the counter, let it cool down and then just put the plastic um, tops before you put it back into the fridge.
0: Wow. And so if you switch some of these, some of the things you're talking about that you can get in your body, will they slowly get out or no?
1: Yes and no. What we know about plastics is that they do not leave very easily. So kind of similar to plastics that are found like in the seawater, they're not being degraded. They're not really ever being fully um, broken down properly. And it's the same with our body. Um, Things like Uh, in our air and our water, yes, a lot of these things are uh, detox naturally from our body. Our body is detoxing 24 seven, right? And so as long as we are pooping, we're peeing, we're taking deep breaths, um, we're sweating for older uh, children and adults. These are what we call our amongteries, So if we are um, excreting these among trees, our lungs, our skin, our bowels, our urinary system, our liver, we're supporting our liver, these things will move through. And I think there's something to be said about our children are being exposed to way more than we once were. And so it's not good enough to say, I grew up eating this way, cooking with this thing, Mm. um, and I ended up fine. Because the reality is, is if we never turn down that nozzle, our bathtub is going to overflow at some point and we are going to see symptoms. So we have to think upstream. Um, so for me, yes, the body does detox, but if we're being exposed to thousands of different chemicals, what we the research shows is, um, there was actually a really good research study, I think it came out in 2019, that showed that neonates... When they tested the cord blood, they already had a couple hundred toxins within their blood.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. At
1: birth, at birth, right? So again, I don't say this to scare us right. and, and um, produce fear, but I do think we live in a, in a time where we have to be very mindful. We need to be reading ingredients. We need to be thinking... Um, a little bit different than our grandparents and our parents thought, right? Because the things that we used back then are
0: different. Absolutely. And I feel like there's just so much more in things these days yes. than there was back then. And I, I feel like you read all the time that there's other countries that ban certain things <laughs> and our country yeah. doesn't, which is so crazy to me. So frustrating. Um, So frustrating. And, and the fact that it just keeps like you read about it and I think, Oh my gosh, how can this even be some, because most people don't even go as deep as what we're talking about, but the people that really want the answer or or want some, you know, to something different. And that's what I always say to people. There's always another option. Like there's always never think Mm -hmm. that, you just deal with this, like whatever it is. Like you said in the beginning, I want my kids to thrive. And that's what I've always said to um, my clients or family or friends. I'm like, you should never just settle with yeah. feeling this, that, or the other, or just think, oh, I'm tired because of this. Or, oh, I don't feel, or even like my teenagers with, um, you know, they we deal with acne and all of that. And I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of it, yes, a lot of them runs, you know, straight to get this, that, or the other that they're here, their friend took but i just feel like there's a lot of what you even discussed here that can like the gut that can help and um, absolutely you know, how they're living their life or what they're exposed to and it's it's very hard cuz you know teenagers are like what whatever mom whatever mom <laughs> whatever I, let's just go get the quick fix and everything is so quick yeah. and i'm like yeah but the the side effects of some of these quick fixes are not things you're going to want either totally so, yes yeah,
1: so much, so much we can do, right? Um, and I always tell families like, do what you can, right? Do what you can with the knowledge that you have, um, and one step in front of the other, <laughs> one, one step, step in front, front of, the of the other, because it
0: is overwhelming, and that's the thing. We yes. can talk about a lot of things, but I, I always want to go back to just start with a few things,
1: get mm-hmm. those in your
0: habits, and then you can add something else. Um, and I'm sure all of the questions I'm asking you are, but everyone that listens can take it as deep as they want and then go back and listen to more. Um, And I do before, I have one more question, then I do want to um, talk about some of the resources because your website does have a lot of good things. But you did mention on your website cod liver oil.
1: Mm -hmm. And it was very
0: interesting the more I read. And I thought I would would love for you at least to just touch on that, why you said it's good for a a lot of people more than you might think.
1: Yeah. So cod liver oil um, is something that has been used for a very long time. It is, it is a essential fatty acid that comes from the livers of cod fish. Um, and so the way I use it is as a nutritional uh, additive to our diet okay so it is very high in what we call essential fatty acids okay so epa dha these are really important for brain health so specifically in young kids Cod liver oil has a high amount of DHA. DHA is um, most important for brain development and cognition. And so when our brains are growing exponentially, (laughs) um, cod liver oil can be a really great additive to our diet. It also uh, has a high level of vitamin A and vitamin D. So vitamin D is really important for... um, You know, immune system, bone health, eye health, skin health, you name it, vitamin D is a part of the process. Okay. And so getting it in via the sunlight, but also in food form is very important. And then vitamin A. Vitamin A is very helpful for me when I'm treating eczema. Um, Vitamin A is very helpful for and necessary for wound healing, skin healing, skin health it's also kind of known for its effects on eye health. So as you can see, it covers a lot of bases. Mm -hmm. It's also very anti-inflammatory like, you know, any other essential fatty acid or essential fatty acid product. And so I use it in a lot of my kiddos, Um, in anybody who is picky eating they get cod liver oil. Um, but I think it's a really great preventative measure. And I don't put a lot of kids on, say, daily supplements. So when I say additive, I usually will say, unless we're using it therapeutically, I'll say, hey, can we do it like three times a week? Just as a little oomph additive to what you're getting in from our food sources. And is this um, usually
0: a supplement or is how do they get it?
1: Yeah. So you could eat the cod livers, but I will say none of my kids will do it. So I I never recommend it. (laughs) Um, But it is, I usually recommend it in supplement form. So my top two brands are Rosita um, and Nordic Naturals. So if your child is old enough, you can do gel caps um, or they both come in a liquid form. What I will say is if it's unflavored, it does not taste good okay it doesn't smell good either um if you start them young enough kids will take it straight off the spoon i promise you you may gag putting it on the spoon but they will take it off the spoon i have oh i have 3 month olds that just slurp it off the spoon they they don't even bat an eye um and me and the parents are like whoa that's wow. that's impressive that is impressive um, but for older kiddos you can put it in smoothies you can mix it into sauces you can take it in gel cap form like i said Um, I mix it with honey a lot. So there are ways to get it in the Nordic naturals one also comes in a strawberry flavor. So you can always get that in, but we always think, right, if you're taking that on a very regular basis, it does have natural flavors in it. So I try to avoid that on a very regular basis Mm -hmm. if possible. And so I would rather the unflavored if, um, if we can get it in.
0: Gotcha. That's, that's great information too. And I feel like I could keep asking you specific questions like that, but what I want to get to before I let you go, because, um, I don't want to take it. I know you you have a lot going on, um, because <laughs> even on your website, I want, I want to direct people to it, which is youngmedicine.com, right? Correct. Correct. Um, and I'll put all of that in the show notes, but, um, you also offer, um, a, first of all, you have a free resource guide and your blog just so just free stuff which is great um, but you also have some courses which I which we kind of touched on some of the topics but I just think they're great to point out you have one on um, gut health right detoxification Yes yep uh, so I
1: have four courses one on gut health, one on detox. Um, another on teaching families to use homeopathy, like we talked about at the beginning, the the modality of homeopathy, how to use that within the home, and then I have a natural medicine for coughs and colds. So um, that is something that I commonly see acutely in my office, yes. and I don't really need to see them <laughs> once, I, once I usually teach my family is how to monitor and support their child with coughs and colds at home. They usually don't then need to come see me. So that's another really great resource. Um, and like you mentioned, I do have a blog on my website that I'm constantly adding new articles to. Um, so we have things on sleep and, um, fostering a practice of gratitude, gut health. I have an eczema one chronic constipation, um, And tons more. And then I have a free guide. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And just one last thing. I do have a free guide that you can download on uh, on my website on how to create your own natural medicine cabinet at home. So what products you might think of for teething or bug bites or rashes or tummy aches. Um, I give you all the products and then everything
0: is, um, all of
1: the supplements are 15% off
0: um, for life on my website. Such good information. And then you just led into that too, which I was going to bring up, that you can get supplements through your website. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no, you're good. I was just going to say it's really, really important to – you know, source supplements from really high quality places. Nice. Um, things like Amazon um, and Costco and things like that sell very low quality supplements. And a lot of them are also counterfeit. So I'm a really big proponent of like, how can we make this as accessible as humanly possible? And so you can always get 15% off of Full Script, the online dispensary that I have. And I have all my different favorites categories. If you're looking for, you know, a multivitamin or a fish oil or something for mood or behavior or sleep, I have all my favorites on there. And then you order it on there. It's automatically 15% off. And then it gets dropped delivered to your house. And you can rest assured that everything that's on there is third party tested for things like heavy metals and, um, uh, different additives and things like that.
0: So good. And anybody can go on there. Yes.
1: Yep. You just have to uh, register for a free account.
0: Super. That's wonderful. And the other thing I saw, which I thought was really neat, was all the lab testings you do.
1: Yes. Yeah. So we have a third party uh, lab platform that will allow you to purchase and complete lab tests um, at your house. So what this looks like is either the lab platform is linked on my website. You would go on there, we have a ton of them. So we, you know, food sensitivity, gut stool tests, um, allergy panels, Lyme testing, um, mycotoxin testing if you're worried about mold exposure. So you would go on there, you would purchase it. It gets dropped delivered to your house. Most of them are either finger prick or urine or stool collection. You do that at your house. You package it up the way that it recommends, you send it off, and then they deliver the uh, results directly to you. So it doesn't come with a consult with me or anything like that. I don't review the labs. Their own clinician staff will review the labs and give you a breakdown of the results. Um, But it's a really, really great way that if you don't have access to, say, a naturopathic doctor or um, holistic medicine, or you just want to take things into your own hands and get some extra data
0: um, that you can then order those labs and anyone can do it, right? Not just kids. Anybody.
1: Yep, anybody.
0: And that's what you just said right there at the end is what I think is so wonderful. I think what it would be great if you could clone you and put you all over the United States. <laughs> but I do think you offer so much to let people at least start on that path of not just ex- of getting off the that supposed normal routine of just going to the doctor for everything. And and mm-hmm. taking and empowering them to learn little by little, like just the um, information on coughs and colds. Mm-hmm. And I like, I go back and forth <laughs> with people all the time on this. Of you know, just get that, just give them that, just do this. And I <laughs> just feel like it's it's frustrating because you just want to to teach them, like you said, a lot of the basics, where then you you don't even have cold coughs and colds all the time because you exactly. you're. you're you know, building that foundation underneath. I remember even my mom years and years ago, I was taking her, she had some struggles and every doctor, it it started to become like a, a game for me. I would, every time we would get in there, I would say, is there anything else she can do? Like even things just to boost her immune system, maybe just to help Mm -hmm. from a different and every doctor, and it was all walks of life would Mm -hmm. look at me. No, not really not yeah really. no nope. <laughs> and I got at first I but I got so frustrated I yeah I got to the point where I'm like I know there are other things because I was telling her to do stuff and every doctor but then someone finally said to me or I heard it they said well that's not what doctors do and when that's not what <laughs> their job and what they learned is to treat and diagnose yeah. and fix symptoms like not really get to the root cause like you said in the beginning and when someone said it to me, I thought, huh, I never really thought about it that way because, yeah, you know, I always got frustrated why doctors wouldn't say, well, why don't we change, you know, your your habits so that we're not rather than, you know, so it's For really sure. a change in teaching people.
1: Absolutely. And I, I always tell my families, you know, we can't expect our pediatricians and the traditional model to do what we do. Yeah. It's just not reality. They are not taught nutrition. They're not taught about the immune system and how it works like we do. <laughs> They're not taught about gut health. They don't. Even I have so many kids that go see gastroenterologists at very large, big name hospitals. That then come to see me because they didn't find anything, and I'm flabbergasted. So I, I think we have to be we have to be conscious of right what their what their training is and the lens that they see health and disease through um and know that there are other things there are other options um and other people that want to support them right that want to find the answers we don't have all the answers in one minute but we will we will find it (laughs) we
0: we will do the detection work to partner with you and find those answers well i love that i think you you you're doing a wonderful thing but you have a wealth of resources and it sounds like you're really going to make a difference not only with um kids, but with parents and teaching them, which teaches the kids. And then the kids teach their kids. It becomes a habit, not just to let me fix your problem, but let me teach you how to um, improve this or be healthier Mm -hmm. or make better choices. So how real quick, just tell us how people can find you. And I will put all this in the show notes, but...
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, like you said, our website is youngmedicine.com. I am also on Instagram at dr period michelle underscore young. Um, that's where you can find me for the most part.
0: That's wonderful. So I hope everyone does go to your website and, and sees all of the things you offer. Um, I really, really appreciate your time. This has been wonderful. I could ask you so much more, but you really gave so much good information today that I just hope, you know has people wanting more and wanting to learn more. So thank you so much. Thank you so
1: much for having me, Kelly. I really appreciate it. This is a great conversation, and I hope your community um, gets some small tidbits and makes some changes at home based off of what they learned.
0: I do too, and I think they will. I think you've, if anything, you've inspired them to want to learn mm. more with all that you told us today. So thank, thank you. You're so welcome. I appreciate you sharing this time with me today. I am grateful you are here. And if you have anyone that you feel could also benefit from this encouragement, please share it with them today. You can also add a quick review on iTunes, which would mean the world to me and help me just to make this better for each and every one of you out there. I will be here each week, so please be sure to subscribe to the podcast or join me at kellyrenato.com to get the latest episode and more tools to help you on your journey to feel your best and enjoy every single day exactly where you are. I would love to have you join my journey, and let's all add good, healthy vibes anywhere we can every single day. Enjoy your week and embrace the season you're in, and I look forward to next week. Take care. Bye-bye.